This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Osborne, and I'm covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with your boy, Jonathan. You will be hearing this February 3rd, 2020. Like always, obviously, I'm recording this the day before. I don't know why I feel the need to tell you guys that every single week. But, hey, it's been a rough week uh, to be a, a human being, to be honest, uh, but especially to be a, a, an Orlando Magic fan. Just just been a rough week. Times are, are tough. Beginning of the season, end of last season, it just looked like so much hope was on the horizon, and there still is, right? You know, I'm, I'm being a little bit of a, of a pessimist. Still plenty of reasons to, you know, be positive about this team and the overall direction that the team is going. A lot of people won't necessarily agree with that, but that's right now, that's just the the type of perspective that I choose to have. So uh, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode this week, just kind of given the the weird happenings of last week with the passing of Kobe Bryant. Took me a few days to kind of collect my thoughts. We went over some of those games on the episode that I released on Friday. So really the only game that I have to go over today is going to be last night's game against the Miami Heat. We will get to that in just a few moments. I've been doing this the last couple of weeks. I'm going to continue to do this going forward. The weekly state of the Magic just to kind of give you guys an update on what's going on with the team, where they're at, and what's going on. Uh, Carson shared what's going on, man. The rest were last night were terrible. They weren't great, but I I don't really think that was uh, really the the cause of the loss last night. But once again, we'll get to that in a little bit here. So the weekly state of the Magic. So the Orlando Magic are currently 21 and 28, sitting in eighth place in the Eastern Conference. They are a half game back of the Brooklyn Nets for seventh place. We're three games up on the Chicago Bulls, who are in ninth place. But Washington has won their last two in a row, and they're starting to gain on Orlando. They're currently three and a half games back. The Magic went 0-2 on the week with losses to Miami on Monday and then again Saturday. They have now lost the last five games in a row, which is their longest losing streak of the season. They have lost seven out of their last ten. Good news is... BasketballReference.com still has Orlando with a 94.5% chance of making the playoffs and a 70.3% chance of claiming the seventh seed. A little bit of Orlando Magic news here. Uh, The Orlando Magic were denied the disabled player exception for Jonathan Isaac by the NBA. I, I looked... You know, at a few places, um, if you've got that information out there, please let me know. Please link that to me. Uh, I haven't seen any real reasoning for that. Just the news that they were um, denied that DPE for Jonathan Isaac. Um, it was accepted for Al Farouk Aminu. So I think the Magic have about $4 million roughly to work with on signing another player uh, for the rest of the year. So we'll see what is going to happen there. Uh, with the trade coming up on uh, Thursday, trade chatter so far for the most part, With the Magic is fairly quiet. There have been some reports that Minnesota has contacted Orlando showing interest in Aaron Gordon, but it doesn't seem like there's really anything imminent there or uh, any specifics haven't really been shared uh, on those rumors to this point. As far as I'm concerned, we'll talk uh, at the end of the podcast about some some trade talks, um, my trade thoughts really. Um, I do want the Magic to make a move. Just 
if for nothing else, just to shake things up a little bit, um, you know, to, to, to rejuvenate the roster, you know, some inject some new blood, get some new energy. It just feels like something needs to change. Now, um, I don't know about trade, uh, you know, just for trade's sake or change just for change's sake, but something needs to be done, in my opinion, to, to try to improve, you know, this team right now. They're just not playing well at all. There's There's no way around that, but Let's talk a little bit about the game against Miami last night, and then we'll talk a little bit about some trades. So so Saturday versus Miami. So after four days off, including two days of rest and two days of full practices, the Magic were back in action at the Amway to take on the Miami Heat for the second time in five days. After a long road trip, getting the guys a little bit of rest, a few days of practice, a lot of fans, including myself, were excited to see how the Magic were going to respond after losing four in a row. And in the first half, I felt like, at least offensively, the Magic responded pretty well. You know, they scored 49 points on 45% shooting from the floor, made six threes. Uh, the problems really came defensively and on the glass. The energy seemed okay, but lack of communication, loss of assignments, Specifically, on an occasion with 5 minutes 35 seconds left in the second quarter, Drogic drives into the lane, Magic collapses, uh, he kicks out to a wide open Tyler Hero who's at the top of the key, while at that time all five Orlando Magic players on the floor had at least one foot in the paint. Now watching that replay, you can argue that Derek Jones Jr. commits an illegal screen on Markel Fultz. It looks like Markel like, goes to turn around and try to close out on Tyler Hero. But Derek Jones Jr. just comes and kind of bull rushes him in the back, you know, knocks him off balance so he's not able to get back. But I, I really don't think that Fultz was going to make it out to Hero anyway. Then again, in the final 2.30 of the first half, uh, Drogic shoots a like a free throw line jumper. Evan Fournier is guarding Derek Jones Jr. Does not turn and try to get a body on him. Who He's at the three-point line at that point, but Drogic misses it. Jones is able to run in, collect the rebound, finds Duncan Robinson for a wide-open three. And then a few possessions later, Wessel Wundu, he's you know running back on defense. Jimmy Butler, who's being guarded by Markel Fultz, is kind of driving to the right. West just kind of lazily swipes at the ball as Jimmy runs past. You know, he's jogging back while the guy that I believe he's supposed to be guarding, Derek Jones Jr., runs the floor, runs into that right short corner there, and then uh, Jimmy Butler finds Derek Jones Jr. for a wide open corner three. Magic going to halftime down 57 to 59. Um, Looks, we're getting a question coming through. Would you trade Vooch and Evan and not make the playoffs for a lottery pick in Bamba's development? I'm gonna let's talk about that at the end of the episode. But that's a that's a great question there. So like I said, uh, Magic are down 57 to 49 at halftime. It was an ugly third quarter really for both teams. I thought the Magic really stepped it up defensively, stepped up the defensive pressure. They were able to hold Miami to 19 points, which is great, right? It would have been if the Magic had been able to score more than 18 points in the third quarter. So, uh, And then in the fourth quarter, each time it felt like the Magic were attempting to get back in the game, Hero would, would hit a three. You know, I think like the last you know five or six minutes, he hits three threes. Um, I mean, Myers Leonard also you know w- was hitting a lot of threes in that second half. So every time the, the Magic just tried to make a push, the, the Heat would just respond and, and extend that lead back out to eight, nine, or, or ten, whatever it was. So, um, yeah, one of those threes was off of of a defensive rebound, and then Hero was just wide open. And then, you know, he hit a couple of tough ones in Evan's face. But, I mean, 
talking about rebounding, Orlando was out-rebounded 48-39, to which is just a problem. It's a trend in every single one of the losses. Just lack of energy. Don't really think that was the case in this game. Uh, but then poor bench play and, and rebounding. I've been talking about that for a couple of weeks. The Magic don't get scoring off the bench, and they don't rebound the ball well. They end up losing. So Magic fall 102-89 to as let's go Heat chance ring through the Amway, which is just... Just despicable, really. I've been at games, you know, with the Magic playing the Heat at the Amway Center and hearing those cheers. And then when you, as a fan, you know, you're sitting with one of your friends or, you know, I'm usually sitting with my wife. You try to, you know, start a chant, you know, let's go Magic or, you know, beat the Heat, whatever the case may be. You can't get enough Magic fans around you, so-called Magic fans, around you to start cheering loud enough to drown out those heat chants. I know it's hard when your team is losing, but if you're not going to walk in that door and try to cheer that team no matter what, especially when you're getting embarrassed by the away fans, just don't go to the games, right? It's especially bad in the lower bowl. I understand that most diehard Magic fans that are in you know my age demographic or whatever you want to call it, can't always afford. I'm half the time when I go to these games, I rarely sit in the lower bowl. I'm usually sitting like you know behind the backboard somewhere, somewhere in the corners, which I guess is technically lower bowl. But those, you know, I'm really talking about the sidelines. You know, those are the expensive tickets. Or I'm sitting up in the promenade. I'm sitting up in the 200s because I know those tickets are expensive. But the people that do have the money to sit in the lower bowl, the majority of them do not cheer, and it's so frustrating. I brought this up on the podcast before, but a few years ago, a lot of you remember uh, playing against the Thunder, Kevin Durant misses the elbow jumper, Oladipo gets the rebound, runs down the court, passes it to Mo Harkless, who then passes it to Tobias Harris, who dunks it for the game winner. I think that was on like a Thursday or a Friday. Well, the very next home game was a Saturday or a Sunday against the Indiana Pacers, who had the best record in the entire East at that time. The Magic won that game. Well, like the last two, three minutes, it's a close game. I'm standing up, I'm cheering for the Magic, and there's a guy yelling behind me to sit down. It's like, bro, first of all, at that time, the team was absolute hot trash. So the fact that we had just beat the Thunder, we were about to beat the Pacers, how are you not on your feet cheering for this team? But that's that's just my experience with sitting in the in the lower bowl a lot of times. You get fans of this team who have been fans for, you know, 30 what is it, 31 years? Is this the 31st season I think now? Um since 1989. So yeah, this is the 31st season, but you get these fans who have been there for everything. They saw the the Shaq and Penny, you know, finals runs. They well, finals run, I'm sorry. They saw, you know, uh, you know, Dwight and Jameer, Hito with that run to the finals. And they're a little bit jaded at this point. They know this team isn't very good and they're just like, "Man, well, you know, I've seen this team go to the the NBA finals and uh this team is just not up to par and I'm just not going to cheer and it's just so frustrating watching the games on TV is so infuriating when the heat come to town because we just let the heat fans come into the Amway and just sun us and then after the game Myers Leonard is you know talking smack to the the heat sideline reporter saying let's just get one thing straight you know we we own this state we own Florida can you really can you really blame him at this point I mean they they really, they do. There's just, there's no getting around that. They're the better, they're the best team in Florida right now. The last couple of times they've, you know, kicked our butts. But it's just so frustrating, man. 
Carson saying he sits in 106 and he cheers his butt off. I bet you do, man, but it's so frustrating that there are so many people. I'm sure if you've been to a number of games, you can speak to the fact that people just don't really cheer unless this team is playing you know, exceptionally well. And I get it. You want to cheer for a good product, but in my opinion, like me, I would never leave a game early. I don't care if we're down 50 points. Traffic is not that important to me. I'm going to be there the entire game. And if you don't, in my opinion, that's just a fair weather fan. Sure, you're going to the games and you're sitting there because you're paying for those tickets, right? And you're going and you're sitting there. Man, you got to cheer. You got to give these guys some energy. Let them know that you have their back. Anything, man. Anything. Anyways, let, let's talk some box score stuff. So, good night for Aaron Gordon offensively. He opened up the game, I think, three of three from three. Just hot, you know, right out of the gates. I thought we were going to get a really good Aaron Gordon performance, and we and we did. He shot four of seven from the floor, 24 points, only ended up with five rebounds. Uh, you know, his one-on-one defense, night in and night out, is really good, but the, the team defense just... Overall, is is not cutting it right now. Nikola Vucevic shot 10 of 16, ending up with 21 points and 9 rebounds. He did leave Myers Leonard wide open a few times for threes, which I know is a problem. You know, Vuce is not, uh, you know, perfect defensively. A lot of people harp on him. He's not perfect by any means. But I really think the main issue for this team defensively lies with the inability to guard guys on the ball, the perimeter defense. When you've got guys just running freely to the rim, it's almost impossible for guys like Vooch, Bamba, or Ken Burch to try to guard the rim and then recover to guys like Miles Leonard, who is a really good shooter, by the way. I think he's shooting something like 45-46% from the three uh, this year. It's almost impossible to do that, okay, but... Uh, what I really felt like was the difference for this game, at least offensively, were the struggles of Evan Fournier, who shot 3 of 13 from the floor. I know he's battling a back issue right now, but if you're out there, if, if you're healthy enough to play, you know I, I expect you to try to perform well. And then Terrence Ross shot 2 of 11 from the floor and really 1 of 7 behind the arc, just could not get it going. I know he's obviously still grieving the loss of Kobe Bryant, but uh, without his offensive punch, off of the bench, it's really going to be difficult for this team to to win games, especially um, you know against you know teams like the Heat and stuff like that. The Magic's record uh, against 500 teams is just absolutely terrible. I don't have it in front of me. I know the Lando. Uh, if you guys follow him on Twitter, he he posted the record last night. I can actually try to pull that up here uh, while I'm just kind of going through some of this here. You might hear the clickety clack of my keyboard. I've got the mechanical keyboard. No big deal. I really like that for any of my gamers out there. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, 4 of 22 against teams above 500. Not great, as they say, but um, yeah. 21 and 28. So 4 and 22. So that means we're 17 and 6 against teams under 500. That's pretty solid. I just wish we could, you know, play teams that were under 500 all the time. That would really be great. So, rough week for the Magic. No getting around that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, coming up this week, the Magic take the road to battle in Charlotte against the Hornets on Monday night. They'll be at Boston to take on the Celtics on Wednesday. That game will now actually be on ESPN. 
Uh, the Magic originally had a game scheduled for March 4th in Miami against the Heat. That was supposed to be on ESPN, but the schedule has now been changed for whatever reason. So that March 4th game will no longer actually be on ESPN. So um, me personally, I'll be rocking with David, Jeff, Delonte, uh, it won't be Brian Hill. He may be in the studio, Paul Kennedy. and so You never know. It might be Scott Inez. It you know, might be Bo Outlaw. You never really know. It might be uh, Q Rich. So when it comes to you know the road games and who's in the, the Fox Sports studios, uh, we never really know. At least I never really know until that night. And then the Magic will be in New York to take on the Knicks on Friday night before closing out the week in Orlando to take on the Bucks, And we can all... Join together with the audible yikes because the Bucks have just destroyed the Magic so far, and I believe their three meetings this year we've just been getting smacked over and over by them. So hopefully the Magic are able to perform well this week. I will be at that game on Saturday. Last week I I think it was where Fox Sports Florida did that event where you buy a ticket and they buy another ticket for you. I took full advantage of that, so I will be at that Bucks game. I think I'm sitting in. Section 206, not the best seats, but been a while since I've been at a Magic game. I think the last Magic game I was at, Don't Kill Me, was maybe the home opener. It's been a little while. When you got kids, it's tough you know, to, to bring the kids all that way. And then I hate going to games on weeknights because I got to make that two-and-a-half-hour drive out to Orlando, then two-and-a-half hours back. It's, it's just really not fun to do that. Love being at the games, but um, it's so much easier when I can head up there a few hours early, grab a bite to eat somewhere in Orlando, probably going to be the NYPD Pizza. Um, I forget the name of that area in Orlando, but I think it's off of International Drive, something like that. So if you're in the area, you like pizza, NYPD Pizza. Is it Lake Chrissy? Uh, I don't remember. Orlando people, don't kill me. I, I know Orlando. I know Church Street. That's about as far as Orlando as I know. Like Disney isn't really Orlando. I know the Disney area and stuff, but don't don't quote me on that. But there's an NYPD pizza somewhere around Orlando. I'll be there with my wife and my daughter sometime Saturday before the game. So if you're looking for a good bite of pizza, if you're looking to come say what's up, say what's up to me there. Or the easier thing is probably just going to be to find me at the game and say what's up. I'll love to meet you guys, love to talk Magic Basketball. And it'll be even better if we get a win. So with games against Charlotte, um, Boston, New York, and the Bucks, my prediction is that the Magic are going to go 2-2 two and two on the week. If they end up going 3-1, and one, that'll be phenomenal. If they go 1-3, and three, that's going to be a disaster. If they go 0-4, oh that would mean the Magic lost nine games in a row. And that's not good. So... But once again, trade deadline is coming up Thursday. Let's talk about that really quickly here. So we had a question that came through uh, from Yazoo Monster. Would you trade Vooch and Fournier and not make the playoffs for a lottery pick in Bamba's development? Hmm. Now, when we're talking lottery at that point, we're talking like the very end of the lottery. Um, Even if we trade Vooch and Fournier, I, I think this team still might make the playoffs at that point because the East is legitimately that bad. I, I, I still, I don't know, losing Fournier and Vooch, I, I just don't know. This is the thing I'll say about that. If you trade Evan and Vooch, you are going to have to drastically change the offensive approach of this team and allowing them to get out and run 
allowing Bamba to start, right? Allowing Aaron Gordon to play at the four, maybe full-time in that case, maybe even play at some five, that might actually fit a lot of the like the, the guys on this team's skill set better, use that athleticism, get them out running. So I don't know. That team still might make the playoffs at that point. But if we could, would I trade Vooch and Fournier right now? I would. I would. I know a lot of people are saying that the goal should still be to make the playoffs. This is my this is my take, right? Seven long years we went without making the playoffs. We made the playoffs last year, and that is one of the highlights of my sports life. I cannot even front, right? Being so bad for so long, making the playoffs, winning game one, that was huge for me. Being able to go to an NBA playoff game at the Amway Center, that was huge for me, right? I am all about what is going to make this team better in the long term. If you if you came to me and you said, look, we're going to trade away Vooch. We're going to trade away Evan. It's going to make us marginally worse for the short term. But I guarantee you it's going to make us that much better in the long term. I would be all for it. I would cut my hand wide open, blood packed, whatever you need me to do to make this team better long term. I would be all for it. Now, I realize there's no guarantees in life. There's no guarantees in sports. So that would be a tough thing to do. But think it's going to be really hard to try to trade both of those players at this trade deadline so me my biggest thing I really at this trade deadline and part of me feels almost guilty for saying this because I know how much these guys give to this team and especially guys like Vooch and Evan who have given the last you know seven eight years of their life playing as their to their best potential you know trying their best for this team. I feel bad saying this, but I would like to see one of those two guys moved at the deadline. Evan and Vooch, no matter what happens, will always have a special place in my heart for playing for the Magic so long, and I know how badly they want this team to be good. I don't really hold not everything you know with this franchise is those two, two guys' fault. I, I realize there are people out there that think that, but in reality, it's it's just not it's, that's not true. But I do think if they're able to trade one of those guys and just alter the way that this team plays right now, uh, just because at this point I just feel like it's not working. I, but I would like to see one of those two guys get traded. What do I think is going to happen? I think the Magic may make a very insignificant move. I, I don't think Evan's going to get traded. I don't think Vooch is going to get traded. I don't think Aaron Gordon's going to get traded. Terrence Ross, I don't think anybody major is going to get traded. I think if this team makes a move, it's going to be something very, I don't want to say insignificant, but very minor, maybe just to really bolster up the the forward depth. You know, with with Isaac going out, with Al Farouk Aminu going out, you know, Gary Clark, he's just a 10-day contract. I, I don't think the Magic are going to, you know, sign him for the rest of the year. He's played okay in spots but I just don't think he's giving you know enough of what the magic really need I I don't know what move is coming but if I had to say there was going to be a trade coming um, I would say that it's probably going to be something minor to try to bolster up some of the forward depth 
I don't think they'll trade anyone because of how far they are into their rebuild. It's a pride thing, I think, partially at this point. And then Rav God is saying, hello, what's up, Rav God? Uh, as far as that last comment, that's actually from my wife coming through. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily a pride thing just because I feel like this is a new regime. Maybe if it comes down from Alex Martins, God help me. I hope that doesn't happen. But at this point, I don't think he ha he really has anything to do with basketball operations. I don't think John and Jeff have that much pride in this current roster that they're just going to hold on to it to try to win games. I think they have a plan in their heads. I think they're going to execute that no matter what, whether it costs us wins, whether it costs us the playoffs, whatever. I don't think they're sold on this roster being able to win. Uh, and I think they're going to do whatever it takes to put guys like Markel Fultz, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, and possibly even Aaron Gordon in better positions to, you know, carry this team, you know, going forward and, and going into the future. But we'll see. You know, we've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday is the trade deadline. So it's going to be interesting. We'll just have to wait around and, and see what happens. Well, guys, that's all I've got for this week. Like I said, this week was going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. Uh, if you guys have not already, please check out our website, thesixmanshow.com. Uh, you can find areas to listen to the podcast there. You can also find when we're doing any events, any meetups, anything like that. Uh, but you can also find our shop where we've got some cool, unique merch. So if you're interested in any of that, once again, that's thesixmanshow.com. That's all I've got for you guys this week. I will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!